Today on the show, we talk about ghost hands, context clues, and what the hell happened 10,000 years ago. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of our favorite video games. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Neil. And we have a very, very special episode today. Uh, Hot off E3, where they dropped a pretty interesting snippet of a new Zelda game. It was too spooky for me. (laughs) I felt very uneasy that entire teaser trailer. Oh my god, I felt like... um, I thought it was awesome. Like, like honestly, I I felt like no doubt. I kind of felt the Majora's mask kind of vibes that I did as a kid Mm -hmm. where it's like, whoa, where's this like dark new Zelda game coming from out of nowhere that I didn't ask for. This really was just out of left field because we haven't had a serious Zelda game like this since. uh, I mean, I guess Twilight Princess. Yeah. And normally, the darker-themed Zelda games are my favorite ones, and they pop up every now and then. And then as an added bonus, you were getting a direct sequel to, um, you know, to a Zelda game, and that is a, like, a rare treat in itself, especially to come mm-hmm. so quickly. Yeah, I mean, last time you saw this happen was, like, Spirit Tracks to Phantom Hourglass to Wind Waker and then Majora to Ocarina. And I'm not going to count a link between worlds because that's practically a retelling. Yeah. So um, so we'll hop right in. And on this episode, what we want to do is to um, analyze the clues um, that came from this E3 trailer and tie it back to some of the lore um, and the legends from Breath of the Wild in previous Zelda games and see if we can kind of make sense of what we're seeing. Um, there's a lot of like wild speculation out there, but um, I think that, you know, we have some, some pretty good ideas. So, um, you know, just as a, uh, just, just to say this at the very beginning, like these are just our own uh, theories based off of like Zelda lore. Um, and in no way, you know, do we think that like, this is exactly correct. Yeah, we're pretty much just sitting here with our tinfoil hats on. Yeah, we are definitely not assholes, so do not treat us as such. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that out there in case I get any jerky comments about you guys Sorry. don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Great disclaimer. Thank you. Oh, it's needed. So Please let everyone in my office know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... So to to start things off, I think it's really good for us to um, discuss this uh, teaser because there's so many like there's so many clues and callbacks um, and just like little lore drops that they had in here that I think that we can uh, can start with. Yeah, I mean, I think first things first, Zelda got a haircut to show us that time had passed. Yeah. So that's important, I guess. Yes. And uh, honestly, I thought at first when I first saw that, that it was going to be, what was that? The the female Link, Linkle? 
was it? Link, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, oh, shit, are they about to do, like, you could play as Link or, you know, uh, Linkle? Uh, but then I was like, oh, right, that... character select. Yeah, but that's Zelda, so no. Uh, so Link and Zelda are in some undisclosed location, which could be... It's a cave of sorts. They're definitely underground. Yes, it's Cave of Wonders. Kind of like the Goonies. Uh, now, <laughs> the trailer is weird because it's just showing you a lot of things out of sequence. It isn't like a cohesive minute and a half video. Like it's just going back and forth between what appears to be like three different two or three different scenes of the game. Yeah. And and in the trailer, you um, witness Link and Zelda exploring this cave um, with, you know, their animal, that animal friend or whatever that's behind yeah it's like an ox or a bison or something yeah and so you know you start to hear this creepy music that seems like it's kind of being played in reverse yeah and so after the trailer like dropped like a couple days i like you know videos that were in reverse were posted i'm like oh let's see if like the song has something backwards like skyward sword was uh, zelda's lullaby no it's just as equally creepy and nonsensical like it's just unsettling yeah i mean honestly so you have this like weird creepy reverse not reverse music and then you have these like green symbols that are swirling around this hand um and it almost is reminiscent of the twilight realm from twilight princess and some of like the the magic that you'd see there um, and it's swirling counterclockwise around a hand and the hand is pressed down on a chest. And so that's where things start to get really weird because you see this like kind of. And we're now talking a treasure chest here in case you haven't seen the trailer. Yes, we are talking about a freaking human or monster. Who knows? We're, we're talking about a, a standing creature's chest. <laughs> so like. The the first thing you notice is like the body, like the mummified corpse of this person is kind of reminiscent of the uh, Sheikah elders that you see throughout Breath of the Wild and the different yeah, it's, temples. Uh, it's tall, dark, and not quite so handsome. Yes. Got long, flowing red hair, too. That sounds familiar, Lawrence. Yes. Where have we seen this in Breath of the Wild? Hmm. Couldn't be on that... Uh... That big, gross scorpion guy we fought and heard about the entire game. Yeah. So, without, you know, they haven't stated it specifically, but, I mean, we can pretty much determine that uh, this is Ganon. Yeah, I mean, like, the second or third shot of the trailer was a mural on a cave of Ganondorf on his dark horse. While Ganondorf normally doesn't hold this, and Ganon does, it's his trident of power that he's wielding on this cave mural. So, yeah, it's him. Beyond that, he's covered in Gerudo jewelry and imagery in his classic headpiece. Yeah, yeah, the headpiece is uh, the one big signifier. It's funny because this is the first time that we've ever seen uh, Ganondorf with long hair. Mm -hmm. It's like long hair, shirtless, very much reminiscent of the Gerudo tribe from Breath of the Wild 1. Yeah, he's definitely stylized the way they are. Which is crazy. I mean, even like the Desert Bow outfit, you know? Yeah, which is it's kind of crazy in a sense because like we're also seeing a modern depiction of the Gerudo tribe. And this is someone that's, you know, arguably from 10,000 years ago. And it's still stylized in the same way. And that's the thing, right? He's arguably from 10,000 years ago. 
right. given uh, Impa's little spiel she gives us in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. How and why is there a 10,000-year corpse down in this cave of God knows where? Right. And so, like, import, like one thing that we want to want to talk about is there's the hand that's on his chest. Um, it seems like the hand is sealing the physical body in place. But underneath Ganon, you can see, like, the dark essence from the Calamity Ganon uh, leaking out. Yes, the malice. Yeah. And yes, yes, yes. Which is, it's strange because it... it Brings up some questions from Breath of the Wild. One that I didn't consider until I saw this trailer, because um, you know most veteran Zelda players um, are just like, okay, Ganon's, you know, like it's the all shit. Here we go again. Ganon is up to Ganon stuff, you know, taking over the world, spreading hatred, raising monsters, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, but I didn't really put much consideration into the fact that we never really learned anything about him minus the calamity like in in other zelda games like ocarina of time we see ganondorf as a person um and so we can understand his motives a little bit better and even rolling up into wind waker um he explains you know why he uh coveted the land of hyrule and and like his motives behind everything yeah, you end up sympathizing with him in that and anytime you see him really he's a real uh militant imposing guy this is the first time you've seen ganondorf in really any big weekend form that's not at the end of a game where you impale him with the master sword right like this is a sight unseen right it's formless it's just pure hatred and it's literally infesting the land and you know even even at the beginning of breath of the wild when Princess Zelda seal is, you know, holding back this malice. His evil is still leaking out and infecting the land around it. Mm -hmm. So then things just start to get wild and there's a lot of cuts in the trailer, but we see Link raising his hand and his, his arm looks like the seal that's pressing Ganon's chest or Ganondorf's chest down and presumably holding, you know, his physical form in place. Yeah, and this we see this when the ground gives, Zelda falls, Link goes to catch her, he starts falling, the, the disembodied hand grabs Link, and then that's when we see his hand glowing in that same color, almost as if he's absorbing it. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy because like even the hand has like the same patterns that uh, Link's arm does inside of the champion's tunic, so it's, it's crazy to think like, like this might be this might be the the seal that was holding Ganondorf's uh, body in place. This might also be um, how Ganondorf is leaking his, uh, you know, malice and hatred into the yeah. world. I mean, we don't know why he's in this cave. We don't know what this hand is doing. We don't know why malice is pouring out of him at all. And honestly, my biggest hang up is why is Ganondorf here? Because all we know is that he gave up reincarnation and became this big creature of malice, and he wasn't going to make a new physical form except to fight Link because he had just given up. So how is he here with malice pouring out of him after the events of Breath of the Wild? It's uh, really mind-boggling to me. Right. And even going back to the the snippet, um, some other things that we see that we were talking about is, yeah, we see Princess Zelda falling, we see Link grabbing for her, and then we see the hand grabbing for Link. So we know the hand's something good, so it has to be holding Ganondorf back. Right. Just like you said earlier, we, we have to 
wonder why is Ganondorf here? What is this place we're in? Why is this hand yeah. holding it? So the cave freaks me out, right? Because we're seeing imagery. We only see like one other time in Breath of the Wild because obviously assets are reused. But you have like all these like swirly kind of patterns going on in this cave. I mean, the second or third shot is, like I said, Ganondorf on his horse with a, with a trident. Like, why is that there? With him in there, you see these things suspended above him, like seven of uh, what look like the Sheikah distillation things, like when you get runes and maps and what have you. So is he somewhere designed by the Sheikah, designed by the Gerudo, designed by someone else who I've, I'm seeing a lot on the internet, the uh, Zonai tribe from the Faron region, uh, a prehistoric tribe of savages and I think magic users and stuff who just went missing. Like that's all we know about them. If this is Ganondorf from 10,000 years ago and he's in a place like this, it could very well be built by those people. I mean, it could be the Giga clan who defected and like followed Ganondorf. I believe like I, it, it's anyone's game at this point. Yeah. And the last time that we saw Ganondorf in a similar situation, was in Twilight Princess. Um, mm-hmm. Was that an Arbiter's Ground? Yes. When uh, the Seven Sages attempted to seal him, or the yeah, they attempted to kill him, um, and then he received the Triforce of Power again. Ah, uh, yes, the Divine Prank. And he was able to kill one of the Sages, and then to protect themselves, they sent him to the Twilight Realm, where he shri- uh, he shedded his physical form and influenced Xant. So we know that like Ganondorf is capable of doing these things with the Triforce of Power and the fact that he just became like the embodiment of like hatred and malice shows us that he's still probably well in control of uh, the Triforce of Power because even, you know, the, the Calamity being defeated and maybe we can only guess that a short amount of time has passed you can still mm-hmm. see power like an energy and this malice leaking from him already. So this is what bothers me greatly, right? Yeah. You just defeated Calamity Gan in this big swirling mass of negative energy and what have you. He tried to make a new physical form being the scorpion monstrosity with Sheikah technology incorporated and covered in malice and blah, blah, blah. You fight him. How How is there some Ganondorf underground or in a cave somewhere, the malice Ganondorf swirling around Hyrule Castle, or Ganon rather, and then big scary scorpion Sheikah Ganon. How are all of these existing in the same world at the same around the same time? It, it, it doesn't quite make sense to me that his corpse is down here still leaking this stuff out and apparently possibly still alive. We're going to take a quick break here. But stick around. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Abu again, and I wanted to take a minute to just tell you about our friends over at Toast. So Toast is a company that makes these custom, handcrafted, gorgeous covers for your smartphone or your tablet or even your gaming device. In celebration of our 100th episode, they sent me a custom-made Switch cover, and to top it off, they engraved the Lore Party logo on it. It's beautiful. You can check out the photos on our social media on Instagram and Twitter. But if you're interested, go to Toastmade.com and see what they have to offer. Get yourself a new cover. 
here's what gets me, right? Yeah. So you have Ganon giving up physical reincarnation. It's just essence. Now, the whole reincarnation bit goes back to Skyward Sword, right? You fight Demise, and he basically says, I'm going to come back as long as you guys are living. I'll always be here to rain on your parade and shit in your ice cream and whatever he says. <laughs> so it's kind of like Ganon or Ganondorf, whoever uh, is in charge of this decision. I don't know if he was, he was a pig man at the time, but uh, if he decides not to reincarnate, that kind of breaks the curse, right? Right. It totally undoes what Demise had set out to do. So this is like my big tinfoil hat moment, right? What if this malice isn't Ganondorf? What if this is demise in his power that fuels him and that's how you're able to have the separation of this fucking ghostbusters 2 gross pink energy thing and 10,000 year old ganondorf being held underground or in a cave so you're saying that it's possible that the hero from 10,000 years ago could in fact be ganondorf maybe who's to say you know but Either way, something's afoot. I don't think you should be able to have two physical versions and one uh, ethereal version of Ganondorf running around at the same time. Right. And I think the the thing that I also thought that was, like, I guess one explanation for why he might have stripped, you know, shed that that physical form. Um, it looks like he's, you know, there's been a few years that have passed, we'll say. We'll even, we'll say a few years. And there's already malice and like, inner, like, you know, this hatred is returning. Maybe like regeneration is the slow part. Maybe they've realized that like regenerate, you know, like our, our reincarnation is the slow part. Like, mm-hmm. you know, birthing another Ganondorf, blah, 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 whatever goes into this uh, is actually not as efficient as just being having this uh, kind of a uh, spiritual form, this non-physical form. Right. I mean, that's why he's so uh, grotesque when you fight him at the end of Breath of the Wild, because he realizes, ah, shit, the hero woke up. I better uh, put the pedal to the metal and make a body to fight him. And that's, you know, it was a rush job. And he came out looking hideous. Yeah. Because, you know, he was just prematurely birthed, basically, out of that pot in Hyrule Castle. Yeah. Um, so here's another thing bothering me, right? This cave, this chamber, whatever he's in. Like I said, there's drawings of him on the wall and there's weird architecture and you get one glimpse outside of it which is like a temple with like a mouth entrance which feels like a very classic zelda dungeon kind of deal i mean hell maybe that is just a shot of a dungeon who's to say but somebody built this he's in there for a reason now i'm looking at this two ways you start breath of the wild in the chamber of resurrection right right you're put there on ice to recover. Who's to say the same's not for Ganondorf? Because the whole place seems pretty uh, devoted to him in there. I mean, we never see Ganondorf blinged out in gold jewelry. I mean, maybe it is a stylistic thing to match the Gerudo tribe in the game, but who that could just be people who worshipped him ceremonious, ceremoniously putting jewelry on him. Yeah. Now... I'm just going to keep saying this a lot. Here's another thing that really bugs me. (laughs) So you have this malice pouring out of him, right? And you have the greenish blue energy of the hand spiraling around the main uh, point of distillation. You have one concentrated beam of malice traveling up through the center of the spiral 
to that point of distillation, almost like Ganon is trying to ram through his, ram his energy through it. So, one, I wonder if this is how he got control of the Guardians 100 years ago by overloading himself into the Sheikah attack. Right. And two, what happens if that hand that's holding him there moves? As we see in the trailer, it does when it catches Link, and we get this crazy shot of Ganon standing tall on the shadow of the cave in the background and that malice shooting up into that thing and then Hyrule Castle pushing up and off of the ground. Now, the visual image of Hyrule Castle lifting makes me think of two things. One, Skyloft, because that it's just a chunk of Hyrule taken out of the ground, put in the air because of the goddess Hylia. Who's to say Zelda's not doing that to protect the land from something horrific about to happen? Or, in reference to something horrific about to happen, it feels very uh, Pyramid of Power from A Link to the Past. Ganon in the Dark World, him standing atop it. Because if Breath of the Wild is supposed to almost be a reimagining of the original Legend of Zelda, then it's easy to say, oh, this might be a little Zelda 2 adventure of Link. He's in some kind of shrine of resurrection. He, according to Zelda 2, he needs the hero's blood to be resurrected. He, he, Link and Zelda, holders of the Triforce, are down there. So we have all three holders of the Triforce in the same room at the same time. Something dangerous happens to Link as we see. Who's not to say that Ganon's about to be revived, plunges into the Dark World, and Link absorbing that green ghost hand thing is going to keep him safe. Yeah. Or curse him. Who knows? Right. And I mean, the, the thing about the first uh, Breath of the Wild is there's not much discussion about the Triforce. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't get as much. It doesn't, you know, they don't go. Yeah, in, it's not important. Yeah, they don't go in depth with like the Triforce like they did in other games. So like, I wonder, I'm wondering if that's something that they might explore. Obviously, Ganondorf is the holder of the Triforce of power. Otherwise, right. he wouldn't be able to do things to the scale what she's doing and it wouldn't take like goddess ability to hold him back and as you were saying earlier this whole thing feels a little twilight princess right so whenever we have ganon in a story we normally hear about the seven sages and i feel like breath of the wild is the first time in a long time where we didn't have that happen there is no talk about sages at all yeah so there's there's seven of these distillation things hanging around could this be representative of the seal of the seven sages with this hand pushing down being the main uh, enforcer of it? Yeah. And I mean, maybe it could even be some call uh, to the sacred realm, uh, because I know that in previous you know versions of the game, they have always had to seal Ganondorf inside of some sort of divine or alternate uh, realm or reality. And that's why I think Dark World's going to happen. Yeah, because it's it's just like... I mean, and and I think like for a good measure, because we can see what happens when you seal Ganondorf in the physical world, especially in this game, uh, his malice leaks out. Now, what is the deal with this hand? Because whenever we've seen a a bluish green ethereal hand in Zelda, it's coming out of a toilet or it's from the fused shadow (laughs) or something, you know? Oh, the toilet hand. Give me some paper. Toilet hand pinning him down. (laughs) Give me some paper from your chest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's that's interesting, too, because that was the one thing that wasn't explored. And I, I guess I'm going to keep saying that also. This is the one thing mm-hmm. that wasn't explored in Breath of the Wild one was like almost like Breath of the Wild didn't have much of a story <laughs> <laughs> was like the the you know, the people, the the people from the Twilight Realm, like we didn't 
obviously we didn't see anything from from them. And, you know, now we're getting this glowing green hand. Um, so. And, you know, we know from the Twilight Princess, you know, the Twilight people dealing with Zant possessed by Ganondorf and his um, his ruling over them. I wonder if they're going to introduce them. I mean, shit, we see that in Link to the Past, too. While he's trapped in the dark world, he's out possessing. Uh, what's his face? Agnaham? Agnaham? I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Too many uh, vowels and consonants there. And hell, going really, really tinfoil hat. Hell yeah, bring it. Um, like, we've also seen that Ganondorf has ultimate influence over people. Um, so going back to the tapestry and the red-haired champion that's depicted fighting the Calamity, it's possible that... Um, the clan, you know, that's Ganon's true form, and he chooses to possess a person. Um, and he chose to possess the person that defeated him. Shit, that's good. Yeah. I like that because we're seeing that, um, the hero dealt, they said in the, the uh, the tapestry of the hero dealt the final blow and you know, sealed him away. Um, we know what happens, they keep sealing, we, we've seen that they've sealed Ganondorf in the physical world. And that Ganondorf has the ability to escape this. We can just maybe theorize that um, Ganondorf could, or the Calamity Ganon could go out and, um, you know, possess this body and use it as like a conduit for its malice or just use it as a physical form or to take physical form in the world. But that's another thing, right? We don't see any of this malice traveling inward. It's all still pouring out. So I just, I don't get I mean, unless it's purely through the Triforce of Power, like how this body is alive, how it's still pumping stuff out after defeating Dark Beast Ganon and all this stuff. It's it's really just mind bending to me how tough this guy is. Well, there's also the Blood Moon, because I don't know if Ganondorf uh, influences the Blood Moon or if the Blood Moon. I think he does. I mean, it's got to, right? I don't know, because it's never been stated. It's just the Blood Moon revives... um, you know, the monsters, but I mean, at the same time, that it could also be his influence. I mean, let's just say it's him because he is fucking king of the monsters out there, right? Yeah, that is true. King, king of demons. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, that's my my tinfoil hat theory about that. Yeah, I mean, his eyes open up and it looks just like the blood moon. It's creepy as hell. Right. And that's the thing, too. So, like, I really hope it's a seal. Because for all we know, that really is his little shrine of resurrection someone built for him, and that's what's keeping him alive. And then someone came, and the hand showed up to hold him there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because like, wh- like, where could this possibly be? Like, it doesn't seem like a Gerudo area. I really don't think it's under Hyrule Castle because, you know, we've been under Hyrule Castle. It's a moat and a shrine, and we know shrines go down so far when you get in them, so... It, it it really just throws every it throws me for such a loop. Yeah, that is true. And like, you know, there could be several things that, you know, several I we have could go through a billion ideas of like whatever this this chamber is, because like, honestly, I think of I do think of the uh, Sheikah tribe and the elders and how they've sealed their bodies inside of the uh, prisms and they've stayed alive long enough to give Link some of their energy before they pass on. And that's the thing. I mean, maybe there is a prism uh, that's up and then Link 
opens it or shatters it or something, then they see the body. We really don't know how this plays out because we're just seeing things out of sequence in a trailer. Right. And I mean, the the important part would be the fact that, like, you know, if it is in that way, that would, would point to, like, either Sheikah, Yiga Clan, or what do you say, the... The zoning, zoning tribe, zoning. Yeah, the Zoni tribe yeah. of Pharaon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that we could say with a hundred percent certainty, though, that uh, what it isn't is one of Ganondorf's random monsters. Right, and I wonder because you know it's Ganon Resurrection. You have Link, Zelda, and everyone down there. Is Link gonna get cut and he'll get revived? Is Twin Rova, his mother, gonna be involved in this happening, or is it just? an army of dummies who are like, ah, let's get the boss back. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I'm excited to find out. Right. And I'm excited to see more of this cave. Cause if they have this mural of Ganondorf up there holding a trident and riding his black horse, what else is on those cave walls? Cause murals are there to tell a story, you know? Right. It's and not just one piece of art. Exactly. And like this legend on this tapestry is going to favor the people who won. Mm-hmm. So, like, the only thing that they can give us is, hey, there was a great evil that, you know, arose 10,000 years ago. Um, you know, who's to say, like, this evil and, and like, you know, corrupted whatever hero at the time. Um, and then, like, the goddess sealed him away or, you know, um, this hero became the great evil or whatever. Or just, hey, there was this guy. Who knows? Man, wouldn't that be an insanely fun twist? Yeah. Oh my god. Because I'm so sick of the 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 tried and true. Like, ah, uh, go save Zelda. Stop Ganon. Uh, he sucks. Blah blah blah. Like Wind Waker got us so close, you know, with him having like a real drive and purpose and making him a little more human. And now, like with Breath of the Wild, we have the most inhuman incarnation we've ever seen. And now for them to reel it back and like be like, here's the body, like, yeah, ooh, something, something scary is coming down the pipe. And for all of you naysayers who are saying that there's no way that Ganondorf could hold the Master Sword, don't forget that Demise had a sword that was similar to the Master Sword. Mm-hmm. It's just a piece of metal with a weirdo inside of it. Yeah, exactly. Like as long as like good or evil, however you spin it, because it, it's just we've seen Link depicted in legend before Wind Waker in the tapestries. Yeah. Um, And it looks like Link. There's never been a pic. Yeah, there's never been a problem with depicting Link, Zelda and Ganondorf and, you know, and their like everlasting conflict. There's never, ever, ever been a problem with that. So like. The fact that we see like this one Gan, this you know one hero, um, standing against this monster, and he's got the red flowing hair. I think that's like a big thing because Ganondorf has never had like long red hair before. Yeah, I don't know if that just comes with him being a different guy or like a warrior Gerudo, or just that's what happens because he's a corpse. Ah, man. Yeah. Scratching my head at that one. Yeah. I mean, there's not, there's no men, no men in the Gerudo tribe. Yeah. And I mean, the long hair is, uh, it's standard in the Gerudo tribe. I mean, look, so here's the order things are going down, right? We have some cave, someone put Ganondorf in either to help him or stop him. He's busting out of that. Link's getting a ghost arm. 
Hyrule Castle's going up into the sky, <laughs> and we're about to go on the adventure of a lifetime that we couldn't have even dreamt of while we played Breath of the Wild. And I, for one, cannot wait to find out more. Yes. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, we could be completely wrong about all this stuff. So we're not assholes. But we'll all just have to wait and see. Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.